all right so today we are doing canto 8 chapter 19 this is lord vaman dev begs charity from bali maharaj if you recollect last time what we had spoken was bali maharaj is a very great uh, king and he in his court the lord has come in the form of a bona a small person by the name of avamande okay and the reason why he is supposed to remember he has taken charge of all the three worlds bali has taken charge of all the three worlds and aditi has prayed to him finally he has come in the form of a small dwarf and now we are going to go ahead so sukhdev goswami continued when the supreme personality of god had vaman dev heard bali maharaj speaking in the pleasing way he was very satisfied for bali maharaj had spoken in terms of religious principles thus the lord began to praise him so the lord is in the form of a shaw very tiny brahmana so the lord is praising him the supreme personality of god had said o king you are indeed exalted because of your present advisers are the brahmanas who are descendants of the bhrigu and because your instructor from whom your future life is your grandfather the future the peaceful and the venerable prallad maharaj your statements are very true and they completely agree with the religious etiquette they are, they are in keeping with the behavior of your family and they enhance your reputation so bali maharaj is the grandson of prallad he is from the demonic race though he is coming from the demonic race but he is being given exactly the the training and the needs that are there are like that of brahmanas he used to treat everybody alike i know that even until now no one taking birth in your family has been poor minded or miserly no one has refused to give charity to brahmanas nor after promising to give charity has anyone failed to keep it, fulfill his promise so the lord is praising bali because bali has this yagya performed over there and uh, in the form of a brahmana the lord has come over there and looking at the way in which he treats everybody if the brahmanas and all so the lord is praising him and saying that you are a very nice person so on and so forth and he says that whenever any word slips from your mouth you ensure that you keep your promise that means even though he is a demon he keeps all the promises that are given any promise that is given to any brahmana needs to be kept forget the brahmana basically it is whatever promises anybody gives they have to keep o king bali never in your dynasty has a low minded king been born and upon being requested has refused charity to brahmanas in holy places or a fight to kshatriyas on a battlefield and your dynasty is even more glorious due to the presence of prallad maharaj who is beautiful moon in the sky it is in your dynasty that hiranyaksha was born carrying his only club, own club he wandered the globe alone without assistance to conquer all directions and no hero he could met who could rival him when delivering the earth from the garbok garbok dakashi lord vishnu in his incarnation as a boar killed hiranyaksha who was prepared before him the fight was severe and the lord killed hiranyaksha with great difficulty later as the lord thought about the uncommon prowess of hiranyaksha he felt himself victorious indeed hiranyaksha was the demon king he with two brothers hiranyaksha and hiranyakashyapa so if you recollect this is from the same bhagavata we have continuing from there so this is just a recap of what has happened in the past where hiranyakashyapa heard the news of his brother being killed the great anger he went in great anger he went to the residence of vishnu the killer of his brother wanting to kill lord vishnu seeing hiranyakashyapa coming towards bearing a trident in his hand like personified death lord vishnu the best of all mystics and the knower of the progress of time thought as follows whoever i go whosoever i go no sorry wheresoever i go hiranyakashyapa will follow me as death follows all living entities 
therefore it is better for me to enter the core of his heart for then because of his power to see only externally he will not see me it's a very important statement i think we all have the hiranyaksha hiranyakashyap in us we don't know where the lord stays the lord stays inside our heart and that is the place where he hides you know in uh, some of these parables that you have actually listened to the story you know the story where uh, you there is a, a, a stretch of land you know going into the sea and uh, there are two people following footsteps you know, they are, they can see there are footsteps in front of them so they are following this footsteps so there are two pairs that is four feet going ahead and suddenly there is only two feet left so the person who is uh, a skeptic and atheist he says see the lord and the man was walking together and afterwards the lord's feet can be seen and the man's feet has disappeared the lord has destroyed the man okay because the man must have got lost into the sea whereas the believer says that is not the case you see the water was rising high and naturally the four steps became two because god carried the man in his arms so this is a two way of looking at the same thing so this is a very interesting parable which comes from these kind of stories so <coughs> lord vaman dev continued o king of the demons after lord vishnu made his decision he entered the body of his enemy hiranyakashyap who was running after him with great force in subtle body inconceivable to hiranyakashyap lord vishnu is a great anxiety who has great anxiety who was in great anxiety and entered hiranyakashyap's nostril along with his breath upon seeing the resident of lord vishnu was vacant hiranyakashyap began searching for lord vishnu everywhere angry at not seeing him hiranyakashyap screamed loudly and searched the entire universe including the surface of the earth the higher planetary systems all directions in all the caves and the oceans but hiranyakashyap the great hero did not see vishnu anywhere so you can imagine what kind of a system he must be having to search everywhere <laughs> today we cannot find anything anywhere it's so difficult but this demon was able to find what is exactly means is this when when a person becomes angry he cannot see goodness anywhere there is no goodness anywhere in this world that you can see everything is turned into completely you know red and black the goodness is in the heart but it is hidden in the form of a very tiny creature to remove this goodness out is the most important thing in human beings lives we see everything red and black you know when you are in anger that is what hiranyakashyap represents okay anger <clears throat> unable to see him hiranyakashyap said i have searched the entire universe but i could not find vishnu who has killed my brother therefore he must certainly have gone to the place from which no one returns in other words he must now be dead hiranyakashyap's anger against lord vishnu persisted until his death other people in the bodily concepts of life maintain anger only because of false ego and the great influence of ignorance so now you understood this book also says the same thing anger is that which retains inside a human being for a very long time he doesn't see god at all so when a person gets angry he is not able to see god anywhere he cannot see goodness anywhere he only sees negativism he sees and what is it that happens why does this happens this happens because of false ego i did it i did it i am the one i am responsible i gave i did this i did that that is the false ego think about it like this you give somebody some money okay and what happens is you feel that that person owes you so it not only means that he owes but even the success which may come let us say for example a company borrows money or a person borrows money to build a company 
So in the initial stages when the company is not doing well and later on when it starts doing well, the person believes that, oh, he owes the success to me. Like today there may be a lot of people who may say na, to Google or to Facebook or to some such companies, they will say, see if I would not have given the money, this person would not have become great or this company would not have become big. So this is called the false ego. It rises. It rises and you have that understanding that, you know, because of me this has happened, because of me I, this person has become successful or because of me this person has failed. Sometimes a war happens and because of war or because of certain strategies used by the people, they lose the war, the other party loses the war and your side wins. So at that time you say, see, because of me, those people lost. That is called false ego and that gives rise to anger and great influence of ignorance, unable to understand the truth. The truth is like this. Let us say, for example, you may go to a particular location, like if you are going to another country or maybe to some other place. Let's take Chitti's example. He had gone to a place in uh, near, near Hyderabad, okay, Kamaradi. Now, if Chitti says, see, I was in Andhra, that is why I could go. I know Telugu, that is why I could go. You see the whole point of it? If this is what he says, then it is his false ego which is talking. Don't you think there are more than 100 million people in Andhra who can go over there? Yes. Do you think there aren't many other people? Of course there are. And what is so important? So if you actually look it from it from the point of another person, you will find that it will be a false boast, you know? Or it could be just pure ignorance, thinking that I am the only one who could do it. It's just an example, doesn't mean that it is doing that. <laughs> or let us say that because of me I got to see this or because of me I did this. That is not the right way of doing things, you know. It is actually going to make a person very, very angry. And anger is the root cause of Hiranyakashap in this world. Hiranyakashap is the anger in a human being. Alright? So the Lord is always hidden in the heart. Nobody knows. Your father, Virachana, The son of Maharaj Prahlad was very affectionate towards Brahmanas. Although he knew very well that it was the demigods who had come to him in the dress of Brahmana, at their request he delivered to them the duration of his life. You also observe the principles followed by the great personalities who are householder Brahmanas. By your forefathers and by great heroes are extremely famous for their exalted activities. So the, the Lord is praising Bali Maharaj and is saying that you are so nice. Like, O King of the Daityas, from your majesty, who came, who come from such a noble family and who are unable to give charity munificently, I ask you only three paces of land to the measurement of my step. So the Lord is now going to ask him. He says, you are such a great person, you know. Can you give me only three paces? You know, the feet that I will put on the ground. You give me only that much amount of land in my name. Okay? That is all that I need. I don't need anything else. O King, controller of the entire universe, although you are very munificent and able to give me as much land as I want, I do not want anything from you that is unnecessary. If a learned Brahmana takes charity from others only according to his needs, he does not become entangled in sinful activities. Now, a Brahmana, a sage, or a great person who is a spiritualist is not supposed to take more than what he needs. A Brahmana is not supposed to take more than he needs. Suppose a Brahmana can survive in 500 rupees or 1000 rupees or 100 rupees. That is all that he needs to take. He should never take anything extra than what is given. So the Lord is saying, see, I am like a Brahmana. I am only going to take what I think I can take with three steps of mind. That's it. Beyond that, I don't want to take anything. Bali Maharaj said, O son of Brahmana, your instructions are as good as those of learned and elderly persons. 
nonetheless you are a boy and your intelligence is insufficient thus you are not very prudent in regards to your self interest so bali maharaj is looking at the size of of vamana vamana is a short fellow you know and he says your three steps <clears throat> you must be stupid you know to ask me for just three steps of land so that is the ego that is there okay so you are not prudent prudent means you don't have that much amount of things in your head that to understand okay come on how can you you should have your self interest in it you should be very very selfish to the core saying that no no i want something bigger than what i have always our what what is it that we always fall for i want bigger than my mouth you know have you ever seen a snake a snake can eat a goat a snake is long like this but he can eat an entire goat you go to youtube and see there is a big video of snake eating a goat <laughs> our mouth is like that you know we always want something bigger so he says that uh, you should ask for something more i am unable to give you an entire island i am able to give you an entire island but because i am proprietor of the three divisions of the universe you have come to take something from me and have pleased me by your sweet words but you are asking only 3 paces of land therefore you are not very intelligent <laughs> i think we know the story that is why we are thinking that you know this bali maharaj is a idiot but think about bali maharaj you are standing in his shoes and there is a brahmana in front of you and saying i just want 3 paces of land one two three steps i will take that is all the land that i want we'll also do the same you know are all supposed to be humans we actually in in our in our world we do not understand the importance of how this universe works many a times what we do is we open our mouth very wide thinking that that is what we require but what comes to you very naturally or what has come to you in a particular form is actually very very important let's say for example you go to a place you know and uh, you are working in a particular location and the salary that comes along with it may be very tiny very small okay you may think that it is insufficient for you but later on what happens is you if the salary was quite large let us say for example you are take, taking a salary which is quite double or triple the amount of what you have visualized for you know something you are going to get married to the company till you die let us say you have started on a salary of 10000 rupees okay and you think that you know as per i'm this is maybe going about 20 years back okay let us try to understand or let us say a lakh of rupees in today's day and age you think that you are getting a lakh of rupees and you say you know oh this company is a very nice paying company i should stick over here so till you die maybe you know till your retirement you are still going to be hanging around in the company and by then you would have been you would be drawing about 5 lakhs per month okay rupees i am not talking about dollars okay <laughs> so you are going to get 5 lakh rupees per month when you retire now think about it now the place where you join you expected a salary of say 25 or 30000 rupees but they are giving you 1 lakh So it is three or four times more than what you think of. Now let us say you are expecting twenty-five, and the company gives you only fifteen. Okay, you know what you will do is you will stick around for a year or two year. After that, you will see the company doesn't pay you, so you will want to take a better salary. So you may go to another place, and in that other place you take double the amount of salary. So by the time you get out of this company, you are drawing twenty-five. so when you join another company you have joined at 50 okay and in 4 years time you have jumped another one or two more jobs and you are already doing around 2 lakh of rupees so by the time you retire okay by the time you retire you would be drawing somewhere around 50 or 60 lakh rupees per month okay whereas if you have stuck around for with one company for donkey's years you are still taking 2 lakh of rupees and i am sure you know you will understand between 50 and 2 there is a very big jump 
So it is always important that you understand why the logic is there. Maybe in some places you are under very tremendous amount of pressure and you learn over there how the pressure works. It takes you two years to actually learn how to work under tremendous amount of pressure. Then you change your job. And when you change your job, you will find that, you see, earlier you were supposed to perform 100% to capacity and you are given 400% job. So you started accommodating 400 into 100. Compressing your job loads, you know, you are doing smartly. Now when you join this new company, the amount of job that you are given is only 50%. So balance 100% of the time. So what you do is you focus on this 50% so well that you do really excel in the job. And you expand it to 100% and you make the company grow on your own by giving new and new opportunities. So what happens is, this way you have learnt how to be very smart. But think about it, people who join government organizations, the entire amount of job that they are supposed to do, you will find you go to, you see I am telling what is there in my, in my world, it used to be like that. People would sit the whole day in office, hardly moving any files. Hardly any work got done and the entire amount of job that they were doing could have been done in less than half an hour or one hour's time. But they expanded it to the entire day. But that is something which is not accepted in the world today. Today we want very smart people who can do twice or thrice or four times the amount of work which they are doing in that eight hours or ten hours. So this is how the whole world has become today. So you may try to you may try to think you know why is this kind of a difficulty put in my world? There is a reason for it. If you do not see the reason why you are in that place or what is the need for you to be in such a okay such a location or a place, then you will never understand the truth. You will become complacent. Complacent, you know. In, uh, in our English language and in the slang we say sitting on your ass, doing nothing. We become complacent if we get everything on a platter. So the Lord who is always kind to us doesn't want us to sit on our asses and do nothing. So what he does is he always provokes us. He gives us less. So that at least you do better and, and aspire to become better. This is how an ego works. An ego always thinks, Oh, I have got everything. I don't need to see beyond my nose. And those who don't have, want to have, so they want to do better. So it is always the case. You will find that the hardy nations like China, India, really worked hard. And today you can see where China has progressed in this world. Because we are hardy people. In India also, we are very hardy people. So our economy is booming. It's because of this reason. We work very, very hard. Alright? So, this is what Bali Maharaj didn't understand when he saw this short fellow over there, Aman Avatar. Alright? So he says, I can give you an entire island, but why are you asking for such a small thing? Not realizing the truth. Oh small boy, one who approaches me to beg something should not have to ask anything more anywhere. Therefore, if you wish, you may ask from me as much land as will suffice to maintain you according to your needs. So Bali Maharaj says, you can ask me something much bigger or greater. Why are you asking me such a small thing? The personality of God had said, Krishna says, Oh my dear king, even the entirety of whatever there may be within the three worlds to satisfy one sense, cannot satisfy a person whose senses are uncontrolled. Those whose senses are uncontrolled, even if all the three you know, worlds are brought to his feet, that person will never be satisfied. You see, those whose senses are beyond control, think about it like this. A one who is always you know, running after his taste buds. Do you know in uh, one of the programs, there is a person 
who eats and eats and eats and eats and eats the biggest sandwich the biggest this the biggest that that person's appetite can never be satiated even by the biggest of the sandwiches or there are people whose taste for a particular thing now those who love to hear music you know think about them classical music full day they will sit over there wasting their life listening to the music are they creating anything they go and do in some big mayfil and all these places wah 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 they keep on doing wah 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 think about it i mean what is it what wah wah you are doing you can appreciate that person once you can appreciate mozart once or beethoven or bimsen joshi or whoever once or twice but listening to that idiot every single day wah 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 are you not becoming a dunce or a duffer full day you just want to listen to the music or think about it like this you know person who likes to see watch things we go to museums okay and we go to appreciate the art my god this is such a beautiful painting this is such a beautiful thing and you go to all these beautiful places and say oh beautiful buildings beautiful this beautiful that i think about it every now and then you go to mohenjodaro harappa or some such place what are you going and doing over there nothing exactly the point so those who are given to senses even if they see the whole bloody world think about it they will still be unsatisfied and what is it that they have achieved zero zero success they have filled somebody else's pockets you see when i was talking to you all last week about leonardo da vinci leonardo da vinci i am going to ask you all some mathematics think about it huh? this is a very very important thinking question leonardo da vinci you know when he was very young by the time he was 21 he started drawing his first drawing okay not before and he was slightly a dunce not that great in brain all right then he went to an art school then he started drawing art and after drawing art he made some sculptures and stuff like that all right now he must have been around 40 years of age or 30 or 40 years of age let us assume that from that age onwards every day he wrote one page there are 13000 pages that he wrote how many 13000 pages he wrote now i want you to think how many years will it make for a person to write one page if one day you write one page for 13000 pages how many years it will take you see you just divide 13000 by 365 let us say 365 So three years would make thousand pages, isn't it? And thirteen thirteen pages, thirteen into three, thirty-nine years. Now think about it. Do you work seven days a week? No. So do you think you will work three sixty-five days? No. Now suppose I say that he took one day off. That is Sunday off. Okay. So I am taking one Sunday off. How many Sundays in a year? Fifty-two Sundays in a year. right you agree with me and in 39 years let us say 40 years how many sundays will there be 52 into 40 correct so that is basically think about it 50 into 40 let is 5 420 so 2000 days 6 years so if he takes one sunday off so there is 6 years added to it So 39 plus 6 makes it 45 years. Let us say he takes two days holiday. I hope you can follow my mathematics. If he takes two days holiday, all right. That means another six years getting added. That is think about it. 51 years. In 51 years, that person wrote 13,000 pages. can you do that no second most important thing 
every page is a new invention every page is a new invention not the old one all right so every page he was thinking differently he made the first parachute he made the first flying machine you should go and see he made a bridge which doesn't have anything to support it no screw drivers or anything no screw or anything like that you can just build the bridge and make it the strongest bridge in the world you understand now this man was like that now you tell me if a person is writing such type of fabulous stuff do you think he had time to listen to mozart and beethoven watch movies or do something like that and do discourses on economic theories you think he was like that person who would keep on arguing and going for uh, you know uh, different kinds of meetings and wasting his time so 51 years of his life that man was a genius who didn't waste his single moment in time i am sure he was not sitting and arguing with his wife you know should we make broccoli today or what i'm sure he was not arguing on that no no today i want red meat no no today we will make broccoli no no yesterday only you had red meat no no why should we do this maybe we should go out to a restaurant is that what he was arguing about no but basically think about the the productivity of the person you should always think in terms of how these people are productive whereas when we are given to our senses we are the most unproductive people in the world we sit on panels and discussions we sit talking to people we sit doing things which are of no value to anybody to our own self there is absolutely no value you understand what i'm saying you may watch beautiful movies actually there was one person i asked him how many movies he watched so he said you know every tamil movie i watched i said very good then every kannada movie i watched i said very good he says every malayalam and every uh, telugu film he watched is a south indian person so he he knew all the four languages so i said very good and hindi yes every english movie also i watched i said very good so what are you doing nowadays i love to watch movies what are you doing are you working anywhere no my wife works i take money from her okay i said but you must be watching movies for some reason no no i love the movies first i have to go and drink and then i go and watch the movies i said very good what is the point you got what i'm saying the idea is everybody has a purpose in life and we need to use that purpose in life we cannot be just sitting and lazing around the whole day sleeping and doing nothing in this world something has to be done we need to think we need to go ahead we need to progress in our world so giving up to the senses is very easy so don't give up to the senses that is the most important thing so the lord is you know directly translating over here and saying stop giving up to your senses hmm oh small boy one who approaches me to beg something should not have to ask for anything more anywhere therefore if you wish you may ask from me as much land as you will suffice to maintain you according to your needs so krishna says oh my dear king even the entirety of whatever there may be within the three worlds to satisfy satisfy one sense cannot satisfy a person whose senses are uncontrolled the lord has given a very beautiful verse over here the last verse is actually a very beautiful one okay i hope we can finish it in today's day if i were not satisfied with the three paces of land then surely i will not be satisfied even with possessing one of the seven islands according to the nine varshas even if i possess one island i would hope to get another annexation of land you know think about it like this now you are if you are staying in a flat okay now next to you is another flat getting empty and the person wants to sell it at a good rate maybe his daughter is getting married or something like that and the poor fellow is actually looking for fast money maybe you have the money because you are staying abroad or maybe you are doing something like that by the way i am giving a very true example which has happened in my world okay the flat were bought for around 
some 75 lakhs or something like that by these people, two people, okay, neighbors, they bought two flats, my friend brought one flat for 75 in the neighboring flat, the, the person bought for 75 lakhs, in Mumbai after money, earning for many many years, now suddenly the neighbor's daughter came of age and he wanted to get her married, so there was one very good uh, person who had come, I mean, uh, she, uh, they found a nice boy for her. Now they wanted immediate money. Where do you get immediate money from? Okay. So that person wanted 50 lakh of rupees. Who is willing to give 50 lakh of rupees? So he was willing to sell his flat. So for two months he tried to sell his flat for over 1 crore. It didn't go through. Actually the rate in that area was over 1.5 crores or so. But there were no buyers in the market. So the neighbor, that is my friend who was there, told that person, see I have got money. You want to sell the flat at a, at a, at a rate, I will give you. How much you want? You wanted 50 lakhs only, na? I will take the flat for 50 lakhs. And he gave 50 lakhs and took the flat. It was more than, you know, three times lesser than the value of what was available in the market. The poor person needed the money so he took it and went and married his daughter off. Whereas my friend took the neighboring flat. Then few years later the entire floor became vacant and he bought the entire floor. There are four flats in the floor including his. So four flats he bought. So the entire floor became his. Now many years later the person who bought this flat doesn't know what to do with it. He stays in a village. He stays in a village where you hardly require 5,000 rupees to survive. His children have all settled in USA. There is nobody to live in the flat. The children say, that is peanuts money. Why do we need that money from the flat? You keep it. So he doesn't know what to do with the money. But if you go and ask him and say, I need some money, he will not give you. But today that man is suffering from hundreds of diseases, staying in a village and the flats are all given on rent. Who takes the rent? What happens to the money? Maybe the person dies. After that, what is going to happen? Nobody knows. So this is the case. The, the son contacted me one day and told me that he is very much in trouble. And after that I have not heard from that person ever again. Because I can understand what a person who is greedy for one island will want another island. If the island comes to him then he wants the third one. Then it, that comes to him then he takes the fourth one. And then the fifth one and then the sixth one. And finally at the end of the day he doesn't know what to do with it. Because there is nobody to look after it. There is nobody to actually go over there and do something about it. And it becomes a liability instead of an asset. So, this is what the Lord is saying. So, if I were not satisfied with the pace of land, they surely I would not be satisfied even with possessing one of the seven islands consisting of the nine Varshas. Even if I possess one island, I would hope to get another. We have heard that although powerful kings like Maharaj Prithu and Maharaj Gaya achieved proprietorship, over the seven dvipas, they could not achieve satisfaction to find the end of their ambition. So there are two examples over here also of Maharaj Prithu and Maharaj Gaya. One should be satisfied with whatever he achieves by his previous destiny. For discontent can never bring happiness. A person who is not self-controlled will not be happy even with possessing the three worlds. Discontentment comes to a person very very fast. This is a very important line which needs a very deeper explanation but I cannot give you in this in such a short time. One should be satisfied with whatever he achieves by his previous destiny. We all come with prarabdha karma. Prarabdha karma means our past destiny. Alright? Suppose our prarabdha karma states that okay you should get million dollars. So the Lord arranges for the million dollars to come to you. But in that life, you think in billion dollars. 
million we were supposed to get, now billion has come to you. So that 999 million is added to your karma. That is called new karma. You understand what I am saying? So what the Lord is saying, I just need three pieces of land. What he was trying to tell you was only this much, that I need, you should always have this much only. I can have this much. This is sufficient. I can manageable. But we want beyond manageable. When you want beyond manageable, you are never going to be managed the first one also, the second one also, the third one also. You understand what I am saying? So, that is what he was trying to say. One should be satisfied with whatever he achieves in his previous destiny. So, this is a line which we should think about. What comes by its own is what we should always enjoy. Not which we crave for. Craving is the bad aspect. Material existence causes discontent in regards to fulfilling one's lusty desires and achieving more and more money. This is the cause of continuation of material life which is full of repeated births and death. But one who is satisfied with that which is obtained by destiny is fit for liberation from this material existence. I think I just explained this line to you. That which comes to you naturally by natural means that which comes to you on its own free will that is all that you are entitled to but the more you crave the more you want the more you desire I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want that adds to your life karma it adds to your karma and every karma will add to your life more and more and more you understand what I am saying? let us say you are supposed to get 100 rupees. You take 101. That one has given you an additional life. Think about it. You see, let us take a, a piece of cloth. Okay. Now you are supposed to wear only two pieces of cloth. Just an example. Okay, don't go by what I am saying. It is just for understanding. I wouldn't advise you two pieces of cloth. Unless or until you are Tarzan. <laughs> they, only one piece of cloth. Not two dot of cloth. Maybe some animal skin or something. Anyway, so suppose you crave for one more piece of cloth. Okay, let us say you are looking for one more shirt. Now you think that I am supposed to get only two pieces and now I am just asking for one. I am just asking for one. Okay, I might have paid 100 rupees for that one. So you may say, see, I am entitled to spend 100 rupees for that, isn't it? So the answer is yes, yes, of course you are entitled to spend 100 rupees for that. Now I want the 100 rupees one, one new one. So you go for that and you buy that. So you say, what karma will get accrued because of this? No, no karma will get accrued because of this. I am just buying one because I want to satisfy my... No, what you don't seem to understand is that 100 rupees, the cost of the item is only 5 rupees. For that one piece of cloth that you are wearing, which is basically a shirt or something like that, there is a manufacturer of yarn. There is a farmer involved. Okay? There is a farmer who is exploited. There is a yarn manufacturer who is exploited. There is a cloth manufacturer who is exploited. There is a button and you know all the things which go into it is exploited. Correct? Finally the person who is selling the cloth is exploited. The whole thing. Now think about all the sweatshops in the world. Sweatshop you understand na? Where they make the poor children or the small or uh, you know made in some small country it is written over there. Isn't it? How many children are exploited in that? Then the packaging industry. Then the transport industry, because the thing has to be shipped out. <coughs> the employees of the company, it comes to the store, the store's company, the salesman who is selling it to you. Do you think they are getting paid really that much for selling that item to you for 100 rupees? So don't you think, are you not carrying for that 100 rupees the karma of all these people? You see, whoever is teaching that particular cloth is thinking, 
you know i should be getting more but by stitching this i am not even getting 50 paisa for this so curse be on the person who is going to wear this garment can you think about it the company has exploited the person who has sold the yarn or the cloth curse be on the person who is going to wear this garment think about it or the salesman who is selling he is selling a fancy garment to you the the salesman thinks see these people can afford i can't even afford a simple garment and these people are buying such expensive stuff one day i want to become like that he is thinking so don't you think the curses of all these people are there on that one garment think so that one karma which you think 100 to 101 which supposedly you know you are supposed to take care of 100 and that one got added that one is not one it's not alone it is comprising of a thousand things which are attached to it you get inside a university by paying some bribe you know how many people you are stepping on how many people who think that i deserve that place now there is some person who is getting married and doesn't want to use the university degree how many people in this world must be thinking i wish i had that degree then i would have earned some money don't you think like that have you not thought that when something like you know uh, you know reservations came into effect reservations in uh, in all the countries there are reservations policies you may be having a good percentage and yet because of reservation you don't get the seat don't you feel bad about it so your curse is with that person isn't it who is getting that seat so that one person one karma is not one karma it's a huge pile or a mountain of karma so that one shirt which you might have bought has got tons of it attached to it so what the lord is saying is take only that which comes to you naturally okay that doesn't mean that you don't aspire what it means simply is this you should know how to dissipate your karma which is the chapter is not in this dissipation of karma is the most important thing and that is why you require some you know technology expert for dissipation of karma you understand what i'm saying you know you see the power required power efficiency is the most important thing i wrote an article and some two three people have gone and liked it i i didn't write i mean somebody else has written and i just liked it and you all also liked it talks about power efficiency you see you may put off the tv you may you know you may put off the tv you put off everything and you go huh and you go for two months holiday when you come back the bill is still standing for you by the way suppose the bill is 100 dollars the 100 dollars you are still paying and you think to yourself oh my god i just went on a holiday switching off everything and still my bill is still there 100 dollars per month why what we don't understand is the power leakages are happening by just keeping your tv on there is no power efficiency correct so the karma is still happening whether you like it or not just like the power gets dissipated the people just keep their laptop on and go away you understand they don't shut it down they say you know what what i i have heard idiots tell me this oh there is nothing it is it is uh, in the sleep mode so what nonsense are you talking you are saying it's in the sleep mode don't you think it is funny there is nothing like a sleep mode in this world okay you are still wasting power understand this so you require efficient machines or efficiency which will increase your efficiency so your karmas are there your karmas need to be dissipated they have to be destroyed so there is an efficiency expert sitting here so what happens he teaches you how to dissipate that thing and lower your bills understand so your karma gets lowered so there is a techniques which he tells you how to follow that is the job of the guru the guru what he does is he allows you to 
see there are certain things that you are going to do but they are always going to be attracting karma how do you dissipate the karma that is the lesson that we teach all right okay let us continue therefore o king all right next line a brahmana who is satisfied with whatever is providentially obtained is increase increasingly enlightened with spiritual power but the spiritual potency of a dissatisfied brahmana decreases as fire diminishes in potency when water is sprinkled upon it therefore o king from you the best of those who give charity i ask only 3 paises of land by such a gift i shall be very pleased by the way of happiness is to be fully satisfied to receive that which is absolutely needed only take that which is absolutely needed if you don't need don't take it you already have one bag why do you need another one you got what i am saying you already have one pair of shoes why are you taking another pair of shoes are you not adding up so much of karma a person another doesn't understand these things they think that oh i need fashion industry i need so many things i am helping the fashion industry sir you are helping the sweatshops you are helping the rich become richer the poor is not getting paid he is getting exploited because you idiot is buying understand because there are buyers so there are sellers isn't it and they are always exploiting isn't it mm. therefore o king from you the best of those who give charity i ask only 3 paises of land by such a gift i shall be pleased by the way of happiness is to be fully satisfied to receive that which is absolutely needed follow this example sukhdev goswami continued when the supreme personality of god had at thus spoken to bali maharaj bali smiled and told him all right take whatever you like to confirm his promise he gave vaman dev the desired land and then he took up his water pot understanding lord vishnu's purpose shukracharya the best of the learned immediately spoke as follows to his disciple who was about to offer everything to lord vaman dev now shukracharya remember is the guru of the demons so he is over there <coughs> so now the lord has, now bali has said okay okay i'll give you you want only three pieces of land i'll give you shukracharya said o son of virochana the brahmachari in the form of a dwak it directly the imperishable supreme personality of god and vishnu accepting kashyapa muni as his father and aditi as his mother he is now approached you appeared in order to fulfill the interest of the demigods you do not know what a dangerous position you have accepted by promising to give him land i do not think that this promise is good for you it will bring great harm to the demons a person falsely appearing as a brahmachari is actually the supreme personality of godhead hari who has come in the form to take away your land wealth beauty power fame and education after taking everything from you he will deliver you to the indra your enemy you have promised to give him three steps of land in charity but when you give him he will occupy the three worlds you are a rascal you do not know what a great mistake you have made after giving everything to lord vishnu you will have no means of livelihood how then shall you live so his guru is telling him see you have made the biggest mistake of your life you see when you promise something to this person he is not a person he is not a dwarf he is the lord himself he is come and he is going to take away everything from you actually this is what the truth is when the lord comes into your life you know what he takes away things from you you know why there is a very important reason why he takes away and that will be explained by the next chapter not this time he takes away the things because he doesn't want you to have so many karmas on your head think about it one life don't you think it is sufficient now to sit in the womb of a mother upside down in water gurgling all over you okay not able to breathe a small tiny being put upside down in water and what kind of water you think that is a very fresh water that aqua aqua pura i'm sorry you will not want to be in that and then coming out and getting so much stressed out in this world that is why you get you keep on crying all the time you see when you come out of the mother's womb you keep on crying you know why you are already stressed first think yourself you know squeezing yourself out like this okay secondly like you are in a coffin you know basically it's like a coffin only 
try trying being inside a small room for say 10 uh, ten, nine months you're going to get frustrated no place to move also like this like this and when the baby kicks everybody says ah oh, the baby kicked not understanding that the poor fellow wants to come out he wants freedom <laughs> and when he comes out he is actually crying because he is irritated he doesn't know what to do he is frustrated and everybody is trying to do imagine somebody doing that to you all the time <laughs> you know you are going to get irritated imagine your mustache somebody is coming and peeking it all the time <laughs> brutal thing or your long hair you know everybody can, nice hair you got nice hair. you know you want to water that person <laughs> and we want to always look at the children and say chichin shut your sweet baby shut your sweet baby the big baby is thinking i want to kill you hello <laughs> i don't have big hands but okay so something like that so you are frustrated your entire life okay you you fall in love and you think everything is rosy and pink okay and then the girlfriend says 10 baje milna film ka ticket nikalna ye karna wo karna ye khane ka hai wo khane ka hai. and you know you are going to get frustrated more and then you get married thinking you know oh my god marriage is the most heavenly thing on earth <laughs> and you have first tasted hell okay even for the woman it's the same thing okay it's not the, it's not for the man alone for the woman also it's the same thing she thinks that oh i am going to settle down in life i'm going to have children okay one child my god it's like a devil <laughs> nappy is this that you know you want to pull her hair out and then the school and the fees and then you have and the child grows up everything is a mess and you want to go through this life again and again so what does the lord do when the lord comes into your life he doesn't want you to get into this messes again and again so he gives you the freedom he takes away everything from you because that is going to lead you to your next life so you say god i need freedom i need moksha so if you need moksha you cannot be gathering this kind of bullshit stuff you know you have to live like a free bird which is like a avduta and avduta is a free bird he doesn't have ownership of anything nothing so you living like an avduta wherever your place you get to sleep you should be able to sleep wherever a place that you get to stay you can stay over there wherever in the world that you have to go where it doesn't mean anything to you you should be like that a free bird then there are no karmas so i given one small lesson about how to be free okay so the guru is trying to tell him see you are made a fool of yourself okay okay this will ring for some time so i will finish in just a, okay just give me five more minutes Vaman Vaman Dev will first occupy three three worlds with one step then he will take his second step and occupy everything in outer space and then he will expand his bodily universal body to occupy everything where will you offer him the third step i will certainly be unable to fulfill your promise and i think that because of this inability your eternal residence will be in hell so his guru is telling you already what is going to happen the guru always tells you you know this is what is going to happen you you are going to go to hell <laughs> because you have no place to go learned scholars do not praise that charity which engenders endangers one's own livelihood charity sacrifice austerity and fruitive activities are possible for one who is competent to earn his livelihood properly they are not possible for one who thinks they can maintain themselves charity given by people see your total income suppose it is 5000 rupees suppose that is what you are supposed to survive on but you are earning 50000 and what do you do you take 5000 and you keep another 5000 for yourself and 40000 you give to charity no that is not called charity in the 5000 if you can give 500 rupees as charity that is called charity within your means if you can segregate out 10% and give to charity that is called charity not earning more and then doing charity that is what all the bill gates of this world do that's not that they are not supposed to be doing charity so the lord is using people like this 
they don't understand that they are going to keep on coming to their you know birth and death again and again and again and again and again because of this so did you understand what charity means whatever is there within your means a certain amount even in the bible it is written you know 10% of whatever you earn you should give to charity so 10% of what you earn give to charity which is legitimate within your means anything beyond your means which you think you are giving to the temple or church or some such place as charity is not a charity is not a charity all right so this is what he means therefore one who is in full knowledge should divide his accumulated wealth in five parts for religion for reputation for opulence for sense gratification and the maintenance of the family members such a person is happy happy in this world and the next we can do these lines later on if you want to i don't mind because these are very important lines to understand what charity actually means all right so i think what i will do is i will stop at 35 so 36 onwards we will do next time because these are very important lines to understand what the truth in these words are because this is needing a certain amount of explanation it's a we are going to just do a few verses later on next time so we will stop at 35 36 onwards i will do next time so because these are important ones all right so i will stop over here